0: hallelujah hallelujah are you hearing me brethren yes. hallelujah to god be the glory i want you to open your lights just for a moment and to give god the highest praise whether you hallelujah. are if you're in church come on Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. again amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God Glory to the name God Hallelujah Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God, he's great He's Hallelujah. awesome Hallelujah. He's great to be praised yeah. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God Okay, you may amen me. Hallelujah, what a blessing yeah. I have been so richly blessed By the ministry thus far I really don't think I need to say anything else And I'm going to be as quick as I possibly can. What a blessing to hear from um, Evangelist Headley. Thank you for those inspiring songs, your worship, worshiping song. Praise God for Minister Burley, for Pastor Rosemary Wilson. What a blessing, what a challenge to our hearts. Amen to God be the glory. And so my role now is just to invite you as we have been coming to God. Oh, come to us. We've been saying to God, Come to us, Lord, as we praise you. So I'm saying my role is to exhort us to praise. We have been coming to Him in prayer, prayer for the nation, prayer for His church. Now we are coming with praise. Hallelujah. We're saying, Come Hallelujah. to us, Lord, as we praise you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so I just want to go through and ask us to think about reasons why we praise God. What are your reasons for praising God? You know, God's people have always praised him. When we look in the Bible, we see so many reasons why God's people praise him. For example, we know we are to praise him for his goodness and his mercy. Hallelujah of psalm 48 verse 1 says great is the lord and great to be praised i'm on slide two thank you we're praising god for his goodness and for his mercy And we are to praise him too for his greatness. Hallelujah. You have all those references. I don't have time to go through them, but in your own time, I encourage you to read. God's greatness, God's holiness, he's a holy God. And if we are worshiping him, if we are praising him, nothing less than holy praise. Will be acceptable to him. Amen. We are to praise him for his marvelous works, as Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2 tell us. And as the other passages say to us, we're praising God for his works, uh, his works on behalf, on our behalf, his deliverance from enemies. God, as always, from the time of Abraham right through to the New Testament. And to our present day, God continues to deliver his people from their enemies. We know he may not always come when we want him. We sing that song. He may not deliver according to our time frame, according to when we think he should deliver, but praise God, he delivers just in time. Hallelujah. We are praising him too for his salvation. You know, Isaiah 61 verse, Three says that we are called by God to be trees of righteousness for his glory, the planting of the Lord. God's salvation has come to us, brethren. And if there were no other reason to praise God, it is enough. That God has saved us. It is enough that he has sent Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior. It is enough that he has made that glorious provision whereby we are not condemned, praise God, whereby we are redeemed, we are accepted in the beloved. That is enough to praise God. So what are your reasons for praising God? I want you to think of it and you could add to this list that I have here. Praise God. God, but I'm going to continue and talk about when we should praise. When should we praise God? We are to praise God according to Psalm 13, verse 3. We are told to praise God at all times. The psalmist said, I'll praise you at all times. We are to praise him daily, according to 1 Chronicles 23:30 and Psalm 145, verse 2. We are to praise him day and night. And there's the scriptures there, but I want to point to Acts 16 verse 25 in particular. This is the account of Paul and Silas who were imprisoned. And at midnight, when you think that they might be feeling so low and you think that they may be feeling discouraged and despondent, how would you be feeling? You're thrown in jail and it's not your fault. You don't deserve it. But they were not bemoaning their fate. Instead, they were praising God at midnight. Their praises went up to God. Perhaps in those midnight hours, we find ourselves cannot sleep. Are you overcome by feelings of worry, feelings of distress? pain uh, your situation then perhaps it's time to open your mouth in that midnight hour and give god some praise hallelujah psalm 119 verse 164 also says that the psalmist says seven times a day i will praise you in other words there is no limit to the number of times I praise God. And whenever I think of God, whenever I think of how God has intervened on my behalf, even if I can't shout out a hallelujah, I can silently praise him. The praise is his deep from my heart. The praise comes up through my mouth, through my lips. I say, Jesus, you are worthy. So at all times, and of course, we praise God with other believers. Hallelujah. So we are always brethren to be praising God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And you know, as I said, that God's people, have a reputation when we read the word of God from the Old Testament right through to the New Testament. God's people have a reputation for praising God for his intervention, deliverance from trouble, um, intervention in special cases, in personal circumstances, whatever it is. God's people have, uh, have always offered praise. This is slide four. And so we're going to consider some powerful praises. We're looking at David, although he's not the only one. But when when I think of someone who exemplifies praise, hallelujah, I have to think about David. Of course, we know there's Moses, there was Miriam, there's Hannah. There are so many. There's Deborah. There are so many others. There's Solomon. So many others in the Old Testament. But when I think of a powerful praiser, brethren, I think of David. David who rose from shepherd boy to become king. And I can just imagine David on the hillsides of Bethlehem caring for his father's sheep maybe under the starry sky whistling a tune of praise to God I can imagine him tuning up the harp you know perfecting the skill of playing on the harp I can imagine him singing to the Lord in the quietness of and the coolness of that evening and in the quietness of the night hours David knew how to praise God and God elevated him he was so he was transported, he was elevated from shepherd boy to king. David was a Psalmist, a musician. We're told that perhaps about 50%, at least 50% of the Psalms are attributed to David. Hallelujah, David is the same one, who danced before the Lord with all his might until his clothes fell off. So much so that his wife, looking on him, she was so annoyed. She was disgusted, you know. And he was was not concerned about that, about what anyone wanted to say. He was giving praise to his God. David defeated Goliath. He was God's warrior. Hallelujah. And David was the man after God's own heart. I want you to notice that although God called him the man after his own heart, he was not perfect. David was a flawed human being, like you and I are flawed. David committed adultery. For some of us, that's a big thing, because we are thinking, wow, I've never committed adultery. David conspired for murder to commit murder. And again, some of us may say, wow, I have never murdered Anyone I have never plotted to kill anybody, but we're all flawed. No matter the sin, we're all flawed in God's sight. But why was David a man after God's own heart? Because God knew that David had a penitent heart. God knew that David was a praiser. God knew that David was quick. To recognize God, to recognize him and to ascribe glory and honor and praise. God knew that David saw himself as nothing without God. God knew that David depended completely on him. David adored him. David ascribed all of the glory, the honor. He was quick to worship. Are you someone who is quick to worship God? Are you ready to praise God? Is are the high praises of God on your lips, brethren? Let us be quick to praise God. May the Lord find in us powerful praises may our praises not be limited to our circumstances let us not only praise him when we find ourselves in good in a good place let us praise him even when we are down and out even when our backs are against the wall and i know what i'm talking about because my back has been against the wall time and time again i've been there brethren i'm not talking off the top of my head I know what it is to be down and out, but I know what praises can do. Hallelujah. And so I encourage us to be praisers, to be powerful praisers, to let the high praises of God flow deep from the depths of our hearts, flow through our lips to our God who alone is worthy of praise. And so I want to just quickly consider some themes from one of the songs of David, one of the, the, the praises of David that I like so much that is found in First Chronicles 29 from 10 to 15. And um, I'm not going to ask for, for time's sake, we can read that on our own. I'm not going to ask, uh, I was going to ask Sister Anake to read, but for, for time, I am not, we're not going to read it. But in your own time, I'll ask you to read it. And this passage uh, was coming at a time when David had come to the end of his tenure as king. David, it was Solomon's turn uh, to be king. And uh, David had helped Solomon, his son, to put together the resources that were needed to build the temple of God. David had, had it in his heart to build a temple for God. But God said, you you, you won't do it. I want your son to do it. But David didn't get upset and say, well, you know what? Let Solomon do it and I won't, be, I won't be a part of this. No, David did his part. David helped Solomon to put together the resources, all that was needed. And he encouraged the people to give willingly so that the temple of God could be built. So in this Powerful passage. David praises God for who he is. He says, blessed are you God. He calls God father. He says, God, you are great. God, you are powerful. God, you are glorious. God, you are victorious. You are majestic. God, you own everything. You are ruler of the kingdom. God, you are exalted. David recognized all of these attributes, all of these characteristics of God. Do we recognize these characteristics of God? And David also pointed to what God does. He says, you give riches and honor, all blessings, all that we need. You are the God who promotes You give strength to all. You know, brethren, sometimes we try so hard to promote ourselves, to promote our own agenda. Well, maybe not those of us who are in charge. We know that the world does it, right? We're not supposed to. But, you know, sometimes we see people trying so hard to elevate themselves. People want to be noticed. They want to be popular. They want to be famous. And they may get some degree of fame for a while. But guess what? It is the fame that God gives. It is God's promotion that really counts. When God elevates, nobody can demote. When God promotes, who can take you down hallelujah and david recognized that he says god you are the god who promotes you give strength to all so if you're in a place today brethren and you are struggling you feel as if nobody's recognizing your work your service to god do not be discouraged in god's time he will promote you in god's time he will elevate you he's the one who will give you strength And then I really like how David ended this passage. He focused on who he was without God. He's insignificance whenever we come in the presence of god and praise always takes us out of ourselves it takes us into god's presence david saw his insignificance david realized that he was just a stranger and unknown he talked about being a pilgrim he talked about being an alien our uh, pilgrim is like a weary traveler he talked about being lost feeling hopeless. Without God, brethren, without God, we are hopeless. Without God, we are insignificant. No matter how much fame we may you know, achieve, we may accumulate according to the standards of this world. Without God, it really means nothing. We are insignificant. Without God, we are nothing. Without God, there is no hope. Without God, we are lost brethren. We know, we've heard accounts, I'm sure you've heard, of persons who have achieved much by the standards of this world. They've accumulated a lot of material wealth, um, and they have been acclaimed by others. They have achieved greatness by the standards of the world. Prosperity, popularity, and yet sometimes when we hear how they die, they die so lonely. They, 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 they They die in a lonely place. They die alone. They they recognize at the end of their lives they are still hopeless. Some of them take their own lives, they commit suicide because they think that the material things of life are what are important, but they realize sometimes too late that this is not what it is. This is not important. This is not what it is cracked up to be, as the saying goes. But thank God, we who know Christ, we know we have our proper perspective of God. We know that without God, we are nothing. And that is why we praise him, because praise takes us into his presence. Praise shifts our focus from ourselves to God. Hallelujah. 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 And then, brethren, I must take sometimes we talk about some powerful praises in the new testament when we think about the nativity we think about the powerful praises of the nativity think of mary zacharias the angels who appear to the shepherds who are out in the field Taking care of the, the sheep and Simeon, these two are powerful praises. Mary, uh, we're told, I and mean, we have the background scriptures here from, from, sorry, from Luke chapter 1, 46 to 55. That's the account of Mary. Mary was an ordinary teenage girl. Mary was going about her own life. Mary was engaged at about 14 or so, engaged to be married to Joseph. She was not someone seeking prominence, but she was someone who had a a pure heart to God, someone whose life pleased God, and God promoted her. God elevated her to become the mother of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What an elevation. Uh, And so, some of the themes. And so, Zacharias, also, if we think of Zacharias, here was a humble man, a humble priest of God, the husband of Elizabeth. They were both expecting to have children, but this had not materialized so far. But guess what? Zacharias was still going along doing what he was supposed to do, what he was called to do. He was a priest of God. He was going about his priestly duties when God appeared to him. Hallelujah. When he received that promise of a son who would be the forerunner of Jesus Christ, he too was transformed out of the ordinariness of his life. And his life was never the same same that's what praise does brethren think of simeon simeon the oldest of the lot perhaps he was over 80 perhaps about 80 85 years old simeon had lived a godly life simeon was full of hope that he would see the christ it hadn't happened yet but he had not given up on hope and his hope and his faith were rewarded he saw with his own two eyes the lord's christ when he was brought into the temple and so i'm sharing some common themes from these praises the theme god is the lifter of the lowly hallelujah god is the deliverer the deliverance came for god's people through jesus christ hallelujah and god has not stopped delivering his people God is the light through Jesus Christ. We have light that dispels darkness. Praise God. Are you in a situation where you feel all hope is gone? Are you feeling lost? Do you feel that there's only darkness all around you? Are you surrounded by darkness because of the coronavirus situation, with the rising cases, with all of the variants that we are hearing about? Perhaps you have lost your job. Perhaps you have become sick. Perhaps you've not been able to meet with family members. You've lost loved ones. Whatever the situation is, perhaps you've lost an income. Whatever it is, remember that there is light that will dispel that darkness because Jesus Christ is the light that dispels darkness. And he continues to shine for that light that dispels darkness. He's also hope that is fulfilled, hope that replaces, that dispels, that gets rid of hopelessness. We do not have to be hopeless brethren, hallelujah, because of the hope that we have. Without hope, we would be lost. We, I know that if I were living without hope, I could not be alive. I know that I would have died already. I've said that over and over. I know that without hope, I would not be here. I would not be talking to you today, but I praise God for the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then another theme, common theme from these powerful praises is that God satisfies the hungry. It was Mary who actually said it. He satisfies the hungry and he turns away to the rich. Hallelujah. Now, when I think of the hungry, I am not just thinking about the physically hungry. Yes, God meets our physical need. But I'm thinking of the word in Matthew where, you know, where we are told, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And that that is the greater type of hunger. Brethren, to hunger and to thirst for righteousness, when we hunger and thirst for the word of God, for the presence of God, when we hunger and thirst for the things of God, for the people of God, for his presence, guess what? God is going to meet that need because he has promised he will always satisfy the desire and the need of the hungry praise God and of course we praise God another common theme is God's salvation all of these praises Mary Zachariah, Simeon they talk about the salvation that had come through this baby hallelujah through this promise God's salvation think of it we were gentiles far off we had no hope we were condemned to death there was no way we could be saved But praise God, Jesus Christ, God in his infinite mercy and love, saw that we needed a savior, hallelujah, and sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Jesus was willing to strip himself of all of his majesty and to come to earth as a baby, hallelujah, and to bring to us We who are damned otherwise, we who are desperate, we who are aliens, we who are far off from Him, He came to draw us near. He came with His salvation, brethren. And as I said earlier, if I had no other reason to praise God, hallelujah! If God didn't do one other thing for me, I am praising Him for His glorious salvation because through God's salvation, I have hope. Hallelujah. It is not just in this world that we have hope. The Bible says if it were in this world alone that we had hope we would be of all men most miserable hallelujah praise god i am not miserable i may feel miserable times but i am not miserable because i have hope because of the salvation of jesus christ and i'm saying i'm declaring and i'm exhorting us that we do not We we have God's salvation. Those of us who have accepted him as Lord and Savior. And I want to throw the challenge to those on this platform, on the Zoom platform, or who may be in the sanctuary, but you have not yet made Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of your lives. Then I invite you to accept him, to know the freedom that he brings. Then you can truly, truly, praise God. Then you can truly ascribe to him all of the glory, all of the honor. You will truly have reason when you embrace his salvation. Hallelujah. You will then have a reason to praise God. Hallelujah. 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 And then I want to talk about some powerful effects from the word of God to encourage us further that we are to praise because praise does great things, brethren. Praise breaks bondages, praise sets captives free because the word of God tells us of this. There's a record of it in God's word. And I'm not talking off the top of my top of my head here. We know it. Those of us who we know the word of God, we know that praise confuses and it defeats the enemy. We have that powerful example of Jehoshaphat, hallelujah, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, where praise was used as a weapon of warfare. Can you imagine praise as a weapon of warfare against literal armies, persons coming, armies coming against you to fight? But Jehoshaphat knew the God that he served and he knew that God had all power. And so he organized for praises to go before and to exalt the Lord, to extol his name. And you know what the word of God says? When they began to sing and to praise, hallelujah. Because God had already said to them, you will not need to fight in this battle. Hallelujah. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And so when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord confused the enemy. The Lord set up ambushments against them. They were confused and they turned on each other and they slaughtered each other. Praise confuses and defeats the enemy. Do you know that your praise is powerful? Do you know that your praise can confuse and defeat the strongholds, the principalities and the powers, brethren? I want you to understand this, that your praise, the praise of God on your lips is powerful powerful hallelujah hallelujah it will confuse the enemy hallelujah hallelujah and of course praise brings forth supernatural freedom and release and we saw this as i i I pointed to it earlier with Paul and Silas being imprisoned. They were not complaining about their condition. They didn't do anything wrong to be there, but they were imprisoned prison for the word of God. They were thrown in prison. But you know what they did instead of complaining about their lot? They began to sing and to praise. And God caused a powerful earthquake to come. And the, 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 um, the prison doors flew open and their chains fell off. Amen. And the jailer running, and we know their account, and our salvation came to the jailer and his household because of this powerful effect of praise. So praise brings supernatural freedom and release. Hallelujah. Praise also creates environment for God's presence we know for example that there's an account in chronicles i think it is in second chronicles 5 verses 13 and 14 that when the people the praises the songs, and the praises of god rose up from the people that the presence of god was so strong it descended like a cloud in the temple hallelujah the praise of god can do yes brethren let me hear your praises hallelujah so praise creates a powerful environment for god's presence in our midst hallelujah and of course praise brings God's blessings, when we praise and not complain, when we praise despite our problems, when we praise despite our pain, when we praise despite loss, when we praise despite heartaches, when we praise despite disappointments, you know what? God's blessings fall on us, brethren. Hallelujah. And of course, as I said earlier, It places the focus from ourselves to God. I don't want the focus to be on me. I want the focus to be on God. And that is why I praise. When I praise God, it removes self and it causes the focus to be right where it deserves to be. Focus on God. Hallelujah. And it reminds us of God's blessings. Hallelujah. Praise also gives joy and renewal, as we see in Psalm 16, verse 11. We cannot be genuinely praising God. There is nobody, and I'm going to, I would ask you to challenge me if you know otherwise. I challenge you to spend time praising God, worshiping God in the midst of your distress, in the midst of your unhappiness, in the midst of your trouble, and see if it doesn't cause a shift in your focus if it doesn't cause you to become joyful, if your spirit is not renewed, because that's what praise does. It brings joy. It brings renewal. The dead things, the dead places in our lives become alive once more when we praise God. And can you think of any more powerful effects of praise? Perhaps you can think, if you're a praiser, I'm sure you can think of some ways that through praising God, You have received some breakthroughs in your lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so I'm on my final slide. I just want to wrap up. And I want to personalize this. I want you to personalize it now. We've been saying, oh, come to us, Lord. Oh, come to us, Lord, as we praise. But I want you to say... Oh, come to me, Lord, as I praise you. And I have deliberately, deliberately left that as an incomplete sentence. I want you to think of a way that you will complete that sentence. Oh, come to me, Lord, as I, pla- as I praise you. How would you complete the sentence? What is your takeaway on praise? I'm going to say, come to me, Lord, as I praise you in the midst of distress. Come to me, Lord, as I praise you in the midst of barrenness. Come to me, Lord, as I praise you out of pain. Come to me, Lord, as I praise you out of financial distress. What is it that you are going to say to God? Oh, come to me, Lord, as I praise you. And so I want to encourage you, brethren, and all. Brothers and sisters, friends, and all who are here, hearing me this afternoon, I want to praise you, to, uh, to encourage you to praise God, to lift him up, and to see the change, to see the breakthrough, to see the mighty, mighty, powerful deliverance that he works on your behalf. Hallelujah. I want you to open your mics again and to give God the highest praise. Come on. I want you all to open your minds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I am going to just close this section with a prayer of praise. And I want to invite you as I pray. I want you in your space. I'm inviting you right in your space, whether you're in the sanctuary or you're on the Zoom platform, to offer up, think about something that God has done for you recently. And I want you to open your mouth and to give God uh, a prayer of praise. Hallelujah. I'm going to be praying now. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed are you, Lord God, our Father, Creator, King, Sustainer. God, you are the giver of life. You are the giver of all that is good. God, we come to you now offering you our praise, our worship. Oh God, we pray that our praise and our worship would be pure before you would be undiluted, oh God. We thank you, God, as we honor your great and your majestic name. It is you who have been with us. From we started until now, we have so much to give you praise for. We magnify you, God. We exalt you. We extol your great name. Your name, oh God, which is indeed a strong tower. Your name, God, which is a refuge. Your name, God, which is a fortress. Hallelujah. The righteous runs to it, your word tells us, and we are saved. Lord, we pray that you'd accept our praises, oh God. And as we praise you this afternoon, may the dry barren places in our lives become fertile, and fruitful once more as we praise you may the bondages and struggles of fear of intimidation of doubt of failure of rejection may they be broken from our lives in Jesus' precious name we reject hopelessness and we embrace your hope we receive your joy to replace sorrow we re- and heaviness of spirit we receive your healing in our sick bodies as we praise you O oh god we embrace every blessing and we speak all of your blessings into being in our lives on our behalf as we ascribe glory honor and praise unto you in the mighty name, in the powerful name. Hallelujah. In the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus. God, you are worthy. Accept our praises. We ask it in your powerful name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hi, hey, God. God. Hey, Hallelujah! we magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God